0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick.
1: We're back, baby. It's a charity Stripe pitch free throws because they are for Joshua Fisher, Nikki Snacks, Kreider, and our guest today, Casey Stern on Filter with Casey Stern's podcast. And you guys know him because Casey's a legend. Casey, I oh, was ready to have you. You're great, man. You are. I was ready to have you on the show to talk, you know, records, get a little sentimental, and we'll hit there. Last night, in the middle of the game or towards the end of the game, the game is going on. The Mets bring out a live musician. Timmy Trumpet. Timmy Trumpet to bring out their closer. On a how do we feel about that? Well, as a first, first of all as a Mets fan and then as a baseball like well, you for, know first of all,
2: for me it's like Timmy Trumpet is at the game probably for just that one game. I'm guessing he's probably not going to every single Mets game to do that. So it's there's just a a long shot opportunity that he's going to get in the game because they're playing against the Dodgers there and he's going to have a save opportunity.
1: Yes. I mean, this, but what if he didn't? Yeah, he's waiting for the save opportunity, I guess. But what if it didn't, didn't happen? I mean, he's got to be there for the playoffs. How do you feel as a Mets fan? How do you feel as a baseball analyst?
0: Well, first of all, let me, let me give you a little backdrop. So he was there Please. the day before. He was there the Ready day to before. Rock. Okay. okay. So, and then he, because there was no save op, said he'd stay another day. The coolest part of this, which nobody really realizes, is that the first game he was at the day before yesterday was the first baseball game he's ever been to. And that's the, that's the coolest part of the whole thing.
1: So (laughs) So
2: imagine imagine, imagine, uh, imagine
0: this guy, like he's, he seems like he's cool as hell. Australian dude, musician, but imagine him like the, the nerves like playing this live, like he's becoming more famous than he's ever been. He's never been to a baseball game before. It must be a lot of fun for him. I mean, probably enjoy the hell out of himself. Here's the
2: thing. What's the capacity over there at, at about,
0: 50, about, about 50k he, yeah. he
2: performed at tomorrowland which is like 400,000 people so
0: well you know no offense to tomorrowland but in today's <laughs> as, 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 as 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 a met fan i mean city, look good. i mean let me tell you something Kid, kids love everything right you yeah get to a, you get to a sense of met, met fans hate everything so yeah i, I feel right I, look, I love it. I think that, to me, it's good. Look, Trevor Hoffman's got the best ever. Hell's Bells was the best ever. Uh, Mariano Rivera, no offense to Billy Wagner, who also used it, which people don't realize. Enter Sandman was great, right? Just because the tune is great, and, and Mariano was great. This is right there. I mean, how many other closer intros have ever been? It's First of all, the song's cool as hell. Edwin Diaz, even the, the way he runs in, and SNY does a great job with it. Clearly. Like the,
1: like the, the shoulders yeah, shrugging he carries up. He his arms. I
0: mean, I think, he does, I think it's great, right? He plays into it. It's fantastic. Very
1: WWE-esque. I, it's, it's very WWE, yeah.
0: Absolutely. a promo for sure. Look, there's no way this dude's not going to be there in October. Are we kidding? He'll be at every home game in October.
1: It has they to will be. pay
0: for whatever they have to do, right? I mean, there's no way they're not going to do
1: that. Well, now it's the Cones. If it was the Wilpons, he'd be, he'd be now, of sitting in the bleachers. dude. Unless he's on <laughs> tour.
2: Well, that's
0: why, they, that's why they were called the Coupons for a reason. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, yeah. Look, I, I think, you know, I, I remember back in Game 3 of the World Series in 2000, I hadn't even sat down. I wasn't even covering the sport for another four years. I hadn't even sat down in my seat with my hot dog. And the Baja men were playing who let the dogs out live. The upgrade is big time. Like I, I, mean, I don't
1: want. Well, this is a this is a pro Baja meant podcast that, radio no, that show. That song
2: slapped in its day. Okay.
0: It did slap it, a little bit. When when it's tied to you and you're playing the Yankees and they're that, like, that
1: not a good look.
0: Not a good look, right? Not a good look. <laughs> those guys, Those guys bouncing around is not it's not it's not a good look, right? Not intimidating. Run. Cheater hit a on the first pitch of the game. Oh, Bobby Jones. Yeah, doesn't uh, scare which, the Bronx. Out, it, right, right. Which is played out in that thirty for thirty doc. I think it's great. Look, people are going to get. Everybody hates everything. Everything's overplayed. Like I said something a week ago, even before yesterday, what Mookie Betts said. Jacob deGrom is as dominant a pitcher right now in terms of talent, right, as any pitcher that's ever been in terms of the repertoire that he's got. He's doing it basically with two pitches. Um, that doesn't mean that he composites stats as the best player of all time. doesn't mean that he doesn't have to stay healthy. It doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that errors aren't different. But in terms of what he's doing, and then Bet said what he did yesterday. So now you got people, going, oh, well, Jacob DeGrom, you're not even top five. You got people, some, some dude texted me that, that Clayton Kershaw was 10 times better than J. I I love Clayton Kershaw. Nobody Doesn't. could be – you can't be 10 times better than Jacob DeGrom is now. So people hate everything. I love yes what's with Timmy trumpet. Why not? It's on.
1: well. That's the thing is like that the, the ever, Mets fans are always so. My father's a Mets fan. I'm a Sox fan. My dad's a Mets fan, and they're always like they're like perpetually pissed off. And like the thing is, <laughs> like they are. I mean, they dude, they are. Like I'm not wrong. Like they're. I mean, like you know, they're always upset. You bring up the Baja man. I watched the Jeter doc and I saw the Baja man replay. and I was like, oh my god, like how do you, yeah, exactly. Hand in your head. Uh, and the thing is, is like people are in the stands and are happy. Like they're not looking at like I mean I have some disgruntled Mets fans who are like I know they're like all right we'll blow it in the eighth but like I know that like that's just them being like self deprecating because they really when you get to the ninth inning like I. Al Contra's been amazing, but there sh- he Diaz should get some Cy Young votes. I'm honestly a firm believer in that. He's been fantastic. He's been. Oh, this is a Mets team, and the issue for God knows how long has been the bullpen. And he has is- been a guy that's of the team. He's taken the team and elevated. Like he's got like an MVP style feel for this team. And as good as Alonso and Lindor have been, like this guy really means so much to them. And it's good to see Mets fans actually happy and excited for October with faith because they should have some faith. Yeah, I, I mean,
2: I think everything's looking good right now at this point, right? You got both of your pitchers healthy, your graces, and Edwin Diaz is is going to be a Cy Young candidate. He'll get some votes, I agree. Um, yeah. It's funny, last time we talked about Ed, Edwin Diaz, me and Casey, I was also referring to Josh Hader as the best closer in the game. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> and what did I well, say he, to you? I, oh, my what God. I- well,
2: we look at track record. If you, re- if you reverse their stat lines from from this year, edwin diaz is this year and josh Hader's last five seven years then maybe we're talking a different story
0: oh sure sure and i said i remember saying to you that which is still the case the only other closer that is at diaz's level this year is in cleveland those yeah Yeah. and and guess where he came from
2: the
1: padres he got those are the
0: two guys this year those are the two guys yeah, Emmanuel's yeah, been, been great,
1: but d- yeah, it d- yeah, cost been great. But Devin Williams, like we all were like, oh, like Hater was at the move. You're trying to go for the playoffs, and Dev Williams has been like not even just better than Hater. He's been one of the best relievers in baseball too. He's fantastic, and it seems like whoever the Orioles. Are starting to churn out like Batista has been. Nice. I I got really deep into the Orioles one time on our radio show, and I got in trouble by Nick, so I won't go too too into the Orioles. Yeah, this this is a San this, Diego this, show. This is a Cal show. Um, here's yeah, what I, I want to ask this, you though. No, I, I want to yeah. stay on
2: this really quickly because go. Go because it's the San Diego show, Casey. What are you seeing right now, Josh Hader? I mean, what, what do you think is going on with this guy? I mean, uh, he got the, well, he got the save the other day. We'll give him that. Thank well, God.
0: Well, give give Bo Mel a lot of credit because I don't care what explanation you give you got to have cojones a big time to put hater out there. Cause that was, I, I almost tweeted it. I was, I was out on the road watching it as it played out yesterday in the carpool lane. And I remember thinking to myself, it's the first time in a while that haters own fans are more afraid than the opposing players are that he's coming out. Yeah. Like, I mean, it just, honestly, it was like, it was more of a fear that he was there for you instead of the, fear. I, I, I think, I think a couple of things. One, I think confidence closers are weird they're a weird breed right Edwin Diaz what did he change he's still throwing a dominant fastball and a great slider he was throwing that in Seattle so what happened well he went and had a lot of pressure and got a little bit of lack of success lost command of the fastball and I think everything gets off track I think Hayter just got off track I think you need his confidence back if that didn't go well that's no bueno Right. Obviously, he goes out there in the ninth inning for that save. It doesn't go well. It could go off the reservation the wrong end. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually gets better incrementally now. I think for him, he's afraid to throw that heater where he needs to throw it because he's too worried about leaking over the middle and getting behind. And, and then if the fastball, the thing is about both these guys, pitchers like this, when they get 3 1, you could still throw a heater by somebody. So could Jacob DeGrom. Most pitchers can't. You could overpower you
1: have, them. Yeah. You've
0: got to have confidence to do it otherwise that little it's like aiming a, a shot in basketball it's the same thing a jumper all of a sudden you get lack of confidence in your jumper you start aiming it or at the free throw right. line and of course the chart right same thing it's the same thing for a pitcher with a fastball you lose that confidence all of a sudden it starts leaking middle middle yeah
1: the uh, what I say to you yesterday you we, we were we were about to record our the television show Stadium go watch it tomorrow night Casey is featured on it you are with Rudy there you go Casey God loving you this week' Go check that out, Nick. We were about to record, and you said, or maybe it was after you. And you're like, "Haters coming out," and I said, "What?" Because I was so surprised. Because I, there was no way in hell I thought Bob was going to send him out. But I, I looking back on it, it probably is the right move. Because when you get deep into the playoffs, in some capacity, you're going to need him. You're going to, you're going to need him. Well, you're going to you're gonna have to have him
2: on on Ring the Bell Podstock with myself and Heath Bell. Put I've asked this. I've, I've asked this this question to Heath before, and he he's actually <laughs> talked about Bob Melvin. What kind of what kind of manager he is? Yeah, he's the guy who keeps on going to you when you've messed up to to re, re, uh, that confidence for you, and to to let him know that like you had a bad outing, you had a couple bad outings, but. You're still going to be our guy at some point. So, like, let's just get you back out there. And Nick Martinez pitched three days in a row, so he wasn't available. He's the guy who's been closing it down. But at some point, you're going to need Josh Hader, and you need to build the confidence right now against the Giants rather than against the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, in a couple of days, going tomorrow night. Shout out We, got, to we have three
2: more series against the Dodgers.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to get him cooking. He's a huge piece. I mean, this is we will get into it in a second, like where you see these playoff teams at, Casey, because I'm curious mm-hmm. if you if you mash with me and Nick, but I real quick because I've had this debate with my father. I said he was a Mets fan. The five best pitchers I saw. We saw it on Twitter in their prime. The five best guys. Obviously, Pedro wasn't there. You know, what is it, What he was, the Red Sox, what he was, the Mets. But Pedro, Seaver, Doc, Scherzer, DeGrom, all at their best. What's your one through five?
0: Of those five, you want me to rank in that? At the okay, now at their peak.
1: Pick your kids. Pick your kids. At their
0: peak, like '84, Doc, like at their peak. I mean, look, you, you. It's hard to go against Seaver because Tom's the greatest Met of all time. He might be out to the two best Mets of all time, right? Sure. Um, five guys, the most dominant repertoire of anybody as a Met is what Degrom's doing now, and the second would be Doc in '84. Mm-hmm. Those are those are the most unhittable in terms of, like, just in – and by the way, it's not a snapshot. The last 100 starts for DeGrom, which if he actually pitched 30-plus in a season, his is over four years, not three. His ERA is under two. His whip is 0.5. I mean, it's dumb,
1: right? Did the math the other um, day. You keep going. I'll pull it up.
0: No, it's crazy. I mean, his numbers are stupid. I, I think if you're looking at just from a dominance level, it's DeGrom right now in Gooden 84 and everybody else is behind. But. career level for for the team seavers obviously was the best and everybody else is in a different category yeah a different category absolutely yeah.
1: i mean the 84 doc i mean i love the oh. kimmel i love the kimmel doc that they did um are the playoff picture you have your mets the Bravos right behind them. They're a wild card team. Cardinals, yep. team of destiny, in my opinion. They're taking a lead in the Central. Obviously, the Dodgers are at a ridiculous pace. And then you have Knicks Padres and the Brewers are sitting there with their hands in their heads and going, where are we? Uh, in the Phillies, of course, or in the wild card. Mm-hmm. Are the Phillies and Padres pretenders contenders? Are the Cardinals a team of destiny? Dodgers, are they see, really as good? I see
2: you smirking. Be careful. Are the,
1: are the Dodgers really as good as their record shows? Mets, Braves, who's who's the most dangerous of those two? I think I said, said was this
0: thinking? the last time. I think I said the same thing the last time Nick and I chatted. This is not any different than what a month ago and it is now. In the entirety of the sport, yeah. there is a large – this year, There's look, anybody could win at any time. And I go back to 2010. People forget how ridiculous the Phillies were. If you go look at their rotation, what they had there with Doc and Cliff Lee and like they were unhittable. They have Oswalt and Hamels it, too, uh, and Brett, yeah. and, Brett My- and Brett Myers, who like even though it was crazy. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> you know,
1: Brett Myers. They were, they were
0: just dumb. They were dumb. How good they were. Yeah. And the Giants came in and their trade deadline acquisition of Javier Lopez, not Javi, but the left-handed reliever, they couldn't get hits off him. Cody Ross goes crazy. You're god. Anything can happen in this sport. Covering it 20 years, but this year I really think there's a huge gap between about four, maybe five teams and everybody else. And those teams are the Dodgers, the Mets, the Braves, the Astros, and sort of the Yankees. I mean, I think it's them and everyone else. I think the World Series will be two of those teams. I think the LCS, even well, Even if one of them got a surprise in, let's say somebody gets knocked out in a five-game series, which I think is where everybody's vulnerable, right? I, I think they'd eventually get eliminated in LCS, having to face any one of those other teams in seven. Two of those teams are going to place in the World Series. So, are the Padres pretenders? I don't like looking at it that way because I think in a five-game series, I really believe this. Anybody can knock off anyone. I hate the five-game series. You shouldn't play a long MLB season the way it's played and have anybody be in a spot where in a three or a five-game series, even three games,
1: even three games to kick it. Well, the, I, it lends itself I, don't, to the Padres. I don't like
0: that. It does, and I don't like that because I think if you're going to say it's 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 not a sprint, it's a marathon. We should keep it that way. Padres aren't pretenders, but they're not going to get to the world series. They can knock off somebody. The Cardinals, your team of destiny can knock off somebody. But <laughs> I, the Mets of the Dodgers in a seven game Thanks. series. I'm sorry. Like you want to face the and Scherzer five times in a seven game set. Plus one of the other two out of the bullpen in game six. And one of the other two out of the bullpen in game seven. And the Dodgers just seem to be just unbeatable because of their depth. I, I think in the National League, those are the two teams outside of Atlanta. I don't think anybody else can knock them out in a seven-game series.
1: I don't buy it. I I I think the Cardinals being the team of destiny because they could have a triple. Why crown, are they right? Why are
0: they the team of destiny? By the way, because you don't agree with that?
1: No, because I'm a not a knock. Not because I'm a Red I Because like like, of pool well, holes, they have the MVP. They have the guy that's going to finish second in MVP. He can win the triple crown. There's just so much magic around that team. It's a great. It's
0: are they going to pitch though?
1: No, but like once, once regular season is over, I'm done
2: with the Cardinals. After Pujos gets his 700, they can kick rocks. What well, kick?
0: Look, they can win. Look, they can win, right? But the guys you just mentioned are all position players, and if you're going to win the postseason, and you guys all know this, you I got to a pitch. pitch.
2: Yeah. Also, the Cardinals have won a lot of championships within the last 20 years. Can we give those the guys a break?
0: They, well, I'm with you because I had to travel to St. Louis. And get stuck at patios with those cups after the game, and and be like, is there anywhere else to go in this place if I don't go to like East St. Louis? I mean, that's terrible. I, no offense to Cardinal fans, I had enough of time in that city, but I don't. I don't team of destiny. I've never been. Is, me, it is it good? Is it a bad city? It's not a bad city. It's a great sports city. But okay. if you're gonna be if you're gonna be spending a lot of October's there, and you've had long days, and you like want to go out, and you got to go out somewhere late because the games end late, it's not the best place to be. No. Nah.
1: Okay. Noted. I mean, very selfish,
2: have... but it's not its not great for that. No.
1: No, it's, that's good to know for future reference. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like their yeah. bullpen could hold up. I, But the thing is with the, the Padres in the three to the five game series, you're going to have to face Musgrove, who's pitching mm-hmm. great. Pitching anybody in the Cardinals got better than anyone in Dar- the Darvish got. has been good too. Darvish is good, man. Darvish Don't is trust know- him. I don't trust him. Yeah, still. but I I hate this. I mean, I know this is different because it's their number two versus y'all's number three or four, wherever you want to put them. But we go to like a seven game series. I don't trust Taiwan Walker, to be yeah. honest. Here's the thing:
0: who's who's we? You're a Red Sox fan.
1: If I, well, I'm Team Nick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's
2: we? If if you're playing a seven game series in the playoffs, I imagine you're going one two three one two three right. You're not. You're probably not throwing a fourth
1: starter out there, a fifth star. Maybe. You we'll may have to, you're going to have to give him some run if it's so, a seven-game. Bassett's going to have to see the field, okay. of course.
0: Honestly, I think it depends on the, the scoreboard of the series because if you're trying to win a World Series, you know you've got to overhaul DeGrom and Scherzer in that World Series to get there. If you're up 3-0, you're, you're going to throw Bassett right. or Taiwan okay. or okay. Carlos Carrasco or whatever. So
2: for yeah. the Padres, I believe that one two three is Musgrove, Darvish, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Clevenger.
0: Yep, Snell is like.
2: I think it's mid. pretty good.
0: That's why they're not pretenders to me. But I don't think in it. But I don't. I think what it would take for you to get through the series to get to an LCS, right? And then have to rely on those guys to then go against these horses in a seven-game set and these lineups. Because the thing about the Mets is they have not hit the ball very well as of late, but they have a drive you crazy run-up pitch count kind of a, a lineup. And I saw this play out with the Kansas City Royals for two – remember, without Mad Bum, they would have won two World Series, right? Mm-hmm. How did they do – they made contact constantly. The Mets, I think, lead the major leagues in in amount of pitches that they've seen in first innings. Nimmo, Marte, and Lindor drive you nuts. Those kind of things, as you know. What a they catch. Get you in a, a seven-game in a series – oh, great catch. In a seven-game series, also in game four and five, now your bullpen's in spots you don't want it to be. Now, all mm. of a sudden, your starter's been used a little bit more. I, I just think – to me, those lineups are difficult. I'm not saying it's impossible. I didn't say that. I do think the Padres would have a better chance than the Cardinals in a seven-game series because of their pitching.
2: Yeah, well, I I do like the matchup right now. If the Padres were to be the last wild card team in to play against the Cardinals, because I do not want to be playing against the Braves.
1: No way. That's I mean, Freed. You know, Morton's been good in the second half. I mean, they, they, and plus their lineup is, da- is dangerous too. And right, they could run guys out there. The Braves are good and they just won. Really good. Yeah. They're really good. Look,
0: I, I say this. Yeah, really game.
1: good. There you go. Think, yeah. Well,
0: think about this. Think about this. The Mets take three out of four, could have taken all four. Braves take four, out of, like all that stuff, right? Look at how they've played against every other team. Those two teams are demolishing almost everybody else. Killing. It tells you just how those two teams and the Dodgers. And the Astros, in some order, are clearly the four. I think, all, I think all four are better than the Yankees right now, who I would have I mean in
1: that, in that five they, spot. The, the, this is the issue, and I will let you rock, Casey, in just a second, close out here. The thing is, and thing, I love that you bring out, the, the bring up the Astros because you didn't touch on the AL. Their pitching is so deep. Their lineup is so treacherous, and they are so much better than every other AL team. They're going to the World Series. Yeah, fresh. they're walking in. They're walking in because we the Indian the guard. Oh God, the Guardians they have pitching, but their lineup is meh. And I, the Blue Jays I don't trust their pitching. I don't trust the Rays at all. I think the Mariners are fun. They've really been the last sixty. Yeah. I think they're forty-one and nineteen or something like that. But they're gonna the Astros, Yankees. If that's what it comes to, they're gonna smack them. Casey Stern, give us a quick plug. Uh,
0: you can uh, get me on Twitter at Casey Stern because I'm the only one apparently. Uh, I mean, there's like like eight pages in the yellow pages of Jews named Stern, but I guess I'm right? one with my first name, so Amazing. it makes it easy for me. Um, and I'll I'll look forward to rooting for your Cardinals for the the rest of the way since (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to tell, I'm going to text my, my guy, AC Alex Cora and let him know that the Red Sox lost a fan apparently and say, no, no, uh, tell
1: tell him I'm glad if you're really going to text and tell him, I'm glad he's keeping his job, but the other guy, not so much Casey Stern. You're the man. Really appreciate you. you,
0: We will be right back with the charity stripe on the mightier ten ninety ESPN radio.